Welcome to the Sports Development Authority podcast. I'm Stacey Wells, current sports facility manager with experience in all facets of sports. From team mom, coach, starting a club, running a facility, to overseeing construction of the one I manage now. I help individuals and organizations create a plan, design, construct, and manage their sports dreams. This podcast will give you a few of the tips and tricks I've learned along the way. Hello, big topic today, sports tourism. I think it's important to understand this topic. I I think it's very misunderstood. It's defined as to travel to play or attend a sporting event, but it's so much bigger than that. In my circle, when someone says sports tourism, the mind automatically goes to youth sports, which is a huge contributing factor for sports tourism, but it's not all of it. I love the youth side because it hits our society from the youngest of generations and can affect the oldest of generations at the same time. But there are three types of sports tourism. You've got the active sports tourism, such as when teams travel to play tournaments, youth or adult. Event sports tourism, like the NCAA March Madness going on right now. And three, nostalgia sports tourism, like Hall of Fames, and they're located throughout the world. Sports tourism is huge, and it's absolutely everywhere, locally, regionally, nationally, globally, and it affects everyone. So whether you play a sport, have a child that plays, or even if you have nothing to do with sports, you are impacted by it, either directly or indirectly. Take, for instance, a professional ball team or a high-level college team. The facility that they play in brings jobs for the area, but also expands to the fans who cheer the team on, and the others like them. They're bonded by that common thread. Not everyone has the luxury of a professional team in their backyard, so let's go smaller. Let's talk about the community center programming or a youth travel team that also competes locally. Either way, sporting events bring people together to cheer for teams, and they form relationships within the community. From those relationships... Business networking can also happen, which then grows the professional industry in the area as well. Social growth is imperative in a world of technology and Zoom calls. As a society, we are experiencing less and less face-to-face experiences due to the speed of the world we live in. Sports tourism helps develop social growth in ways that we might not experience otherwise. The Department of Economic and Social Affairs put together a metric of 17 goals that helps to meet a sustainable development for an area needing growth. These metrics are used across the world to help build up economies. Of these, sports tourism meets 11 of the 17 goals. Metrics such as helping to end or address poverty in the area, which sports tourism provides jobs, whether it's through event staffing, coaching staff, supplemental instruction jobs. Think of the communities that have a team that has followed. Think of the professional and high-level college team I mentioned. Think of those small businesses that sell their fanware. More jobs. Another metric is good health and well-being. Communities that provide opportunities to participate in sports events help build a healthy community. When locals can also participate with the sports tourists, they're brought together by that common good and it allows them to interact. That gives locals a sense of pride in their community while giving the tourists a great experience. Of course, being active also increases the mental performance for those of all ages, but that'll come in a later podcast. Economic growth and sustainable work is another metric. This is often represented through community partnerships between sports commissions and the private and public facilities. Sports commissions are usually directly involved with a convention and visitors bureau for that area. 
So they can offer incentives to participants and tourists to spend more at local shops, restaurants, and other services. For instance, in in forms of coupons, maybe, because of the local business member base that each one of these organizations have. Additionally, sports commissions, they can help with promotion and public relations in all types of media. And it's crucial since sports events are a good opportunity for advertising the destination. If the event is held regularly, it's possible to achieve a long-term positive impact. The United Nations put together these metrics to better communities across the globe. Maybe your area is struggling, struggling to figure out how sports tourism could benefit. Let's talk. We can discuss factors such as current structure of the city, any sit areas, and a few other things that can help determine where your area could benefit from a sports or an event facility. In addition, oftentimes with an increased population of sports tourists, there are certain businesses that see the potential to bring their company to the area. Say a business owner comes to town to support a team. They see a piece of land that their expanding business could go on and they love the area, so they build. This can result in more jobs, which can increase the population and grow the local schools, which increases the amount of dollars that they receive from the government, which in turn spills back into the economy. Having local and regional sporting events can help with sustainability and the development of the community. But sports tourism brings about another factor to the community that's being visited and one that seems to resonate with everybody, the mighty dollar. Since I have listeners from all over the world, I did a little research. And Allied Market Research did a report that sports tourism was a $323 billion industry globally in 2020. It's expected to be over $1 trillion by 2030. The World Cup and the Olympic Games are two of the biggest contributors to this from a single event status. But in the United States, sports tourism was over $39 million for 2021, and it's expected to be over $132 million by 2032. The Super Bowl is being the largest contributor to that number. According to Sports ETA, there were 66.5 million hotel nights in 2021 for sporting events alone, and that's even after the pandemic. Sports tourism dollars are constantly growing, and they can benefit the smallest of communities to the largest. Often, the effect is felt more dramatically in a smaller community, but it still has a huge impact on all economies. More and more events are popping up, with many more trying to get a piece of the pie. Look at bowl games for college football. There were 15 bowl games in 1980, and in in 2000, there were 25. This past year, there were 41, 41 bowl games. That's 41 communities that are directly impacted, not to mention the communities from where the teams came from. They're also impacted by an indirect relationship. Let's think about it. 41 facilities, but there's an additional 82 communities because their team is playing. That's 123 communities being financially impacted by those bowl games. Remember me talking about the small business that made the clothing for the supporting team? Hmm, think about those people. Let's break this down to a direct effect and an indirect effect. And just look at how sports tourism creates a domino effect for the communities. Let's look at a regional event, such as a youth sporting event. This could be soccer, volleyball, basketball, baseball, whichever. First, you have the facility. Oftentimes, it's easier to invest in a municipality-owned facility opposed to a privately-owned one because municipalities can often pour more tax dollars back into the project because it's a part of that community and it's publicly funded. Since most privately-owned facilities are considered for profit, 
they often do not receive the same tax credits and the benefits that a city-owned facility can have. I'm not saying that a privately owned facility can't flourish. A lot of it has to do with the local government and how welcoming they are to a new development in the area. I've seen both sides of this, and when you have a government that wants to see positive growth, the developers will flock to the area, which will help bring tax dollars to that community. So let's say we're having a multi-day event. Naturally, you're going to have the hotel stays, community tax dollars for those that have a hotel and tourism tax included in their rooms. Families are going to go out to eat. This not only helps the restaurant, but often the server who receives the tips from the patrons. And since most families travel by way of roads, local gas stations benefit. Those are the obvious recipients of a weekend sports event. But let's take deeper. Many times, there's downtime during an event which allows families to go shopping. Maybe they visit the local boutiques, or maybe they take that time and visit other tourism traps such as aquariums, parks, family event centers such as top golf or bowling alleys. In my area, we have a large event that covers most of the city and spans an entire week. During this week event, it's calculated to bring in over $4 million of direct spend dollars to, that, to our community. Although every community won't have the option of a direct impact from the Olympic Games or a professional team being in their backyard, there are so many other opportunities for communities to take part of the sustainable development and the financial benefit from having sports tourism. I work with communities and organizations to bring more opportunities to their youth and economic development. During this time of year, there are several ballots across the nation asking for tax dollars to help build facilities or expand on one that's already there. I see many efforts go unpassed, and so many times it comes back to a misunderstanding by the majority of the community. Those that are advocating to pass the tax initiatives, they get it. They understand how far reach for a sports and event facility can go, and that it reaches far beyond that sport. But those that don't understand, they're often the ones with the loudest voices. It's important to educate and advocate for sports tourism in your area. Are there downfalls? Of course there are. There's always pros and cons to everything, but the social, economic, and financial growth that you can receive from bringing in sports tourism, it can be benefit the community for generations to come. No one enjoys more taxes. We're all taxed to death. That's why communities that do have event and our sports facilities fare better for park development, law enforcement funding, roadways, and honestly, beautification of the area. It's because not just the local population is having to pay into the tax fund, but the tourists that are coming from outside the area, they're spending during the events and helping to add to those tax dollars. In my current facility, we're in an area of the city that needs some improvements. And this facility has been open for about four months. And I'm already meeting with local business owners saying how much of an increase we've brought to their business. One that I talked to the other day, They're already having to hire more people to accommodate the growth his business has experienced. The topic of sports tourism, it's an important one. It's crucial to have someone on your side while you and your community navigate the process of whether it's a right fit for the area that you're in. Maybe your area would see some benefit from a small venue, or maybe it could handle a larger one. Maybe your area could be the anchor for neighboring communities to connect with. Maybe you have a venue and it's not being utilized. It's not to its potential, but you're not sure what to do to make it happen. Through this year, I'll be uploading some resources that might help you where you are in the process. Don't be afraid to reach out to me. Let's connect and see where your pains are in the sports tourism sector. 
I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If so, please make sure to leave a review. If your community is in need to create or expand their sports and event facilities or organizations, please do not hesitate to reach out to me so we can continue to build and develop our communities, economies, and most important, our youth. Connect with me on LinkedIn and Linktree at Stacy D. Wells. Thank you for joining me on Sports Development Authority.